Hi church, today we're going to be studying in Philippians chapter 1. So if you have your Bibles, please take your Bibles out and you can open it up to Philippians chapter 1. And we're going to be looking at just the first few verses, verses 1 to 11 today. VBS week is going to be focusing on the theme of building on the love of Jesus. So today we're also going to be talking about building on the love of Jesus. Now, there was this tiny, little, cute seed. This little seed, he lived in the farmer's shed up on the rusty shelf in a little packet with all the other seeds. And he was safe and he was cozy and comfortable where he rested up on the rusty shelf. The farmer would come in every once in a while and he would take good care of the tiny little cute seed and all the other seeds as well. He knew that he could trust the farmer because the farmer was loving and kind and kept them all safe. And he would take very good care of all those seeds. And every once in a while, the farmer would come in and take one of the seeds out of the little packet and go out to his garden and plant them. And he would take good, good care of all of them. So the tiny, cute little seed, he loved the farmer. Well, there was also this fox, this little fox. He loved being outside and he would run around the big oak trees. And one of his favorite things was just to sit by one of the trees. That was his favorite thing to do. He was also scared of everything. He was even scared of his own shadow. Well, one day there was a terrible, terrible thunderstorm and the thunder rolled and cracked and the lightning struck and the rain came pouring down and the little fox who was outside was freezing cold and it was dark and he was terrified. He was so scared, he started running as fast as he could to the nearest shelter and he came running right into the farmer's shed. He crashed along the wall and he banged into the shelf and the tiny cute little seed came flying off the shelf and landed on the shed floor. Well, the tiny little seed and the fox, they locked eyes and they looked at each other. And the little fox who was shivering and terrified, he looked at the tiny little seed and he said, is it okay? If I stay in the shed with you, this is so warm and comfortable and seems quite cozy. Is it okay if I stay in here for a little while? Well, the tiny seed, he was terrified of what just happened. He was disrupted, disoriented, confused, and he did not like the little fox. At first, he thought, hmm, well, it doesn't seem like I have much choice. But you know what happened? After a little time, the fox and the seed became best friends. They loved spending time with each other. The tiny, cute little seed would make funny faces, and the fox would tell funny jokes, and they would laugh all day long. Well, one day, the farmer came in, and the fox would always hide when the farmer would come in. The farmer would always know that the fox was there, and he would take good care, leaving water for the fox, leaving berries for the fox, and taking good care of the seed. And that one day, the farmer came into the shed, and it was time for the tiny, cute little seed to be planted. Well, the tiny seed was confused, slightly worried, anxious, and nervous. Well, the farmer took him out of the packet, and he said, you can trust me. I have a great plan for you. And he took him outside, and he took a little shovel and dug a little hole and placed the tiny, cute little seed in the hole. And he said, you can trust me. I will keep you safe. Don't you worry. I have a great plan for you. 
and he covered him up. Every day the farmer would walk out and he would gently pour water on the spot for the little tiny seed to grow. Well, for the tiny little seed, it seemed dark and a little bit scary and a whole different place than his comfortable little packet on the rusty shelf. He didn't know what was going to happen. And the fox, he didn't know either. He couldn't find the tiny seed anywhere. But one day he saw the farmer walk out there and water the spot and he realized that that's where the tiny seed was and that the farmer was taking such good care of him. He again would leave water and berries out for the fox and the fox loved the farmer. He knew that he and the little seed could trust the farmer and his plan for the little seed. So the fox whispered down into the ground to the tiny seed. He said, tiny seed, it's going to be okay. We can trust the farmer. And so days went by and the little seed started sprouting up out of the ground and eventually the tiny seed grew into a giant tree. Would you believe it? One of the most favorite things that the fox loved was being out in the trees. How would the farmer know this? The farmer had a great plan. Not only would this tiny little seed have a new wonderful life, have grown up and become so mature and become this wonderful giant tree, but the fox would also have this wonderful relationship because now he was in a whole new special place with his best friend. They knew that they could trust the farmer and the farmer had a wonderful plan, even though the plan seemed scary at times. And they, Tiny Seed didn't know what was really going to happen and neither did the fox, but they trusted that farmer. And the farmer would go out there and spend his afternoons alongside the giant tree and the little fox. And it seems just like that story, it seems like that's how it is for our life too. We go through crazy circumstances, difficult things, hardships. We have struggles as well. And oftentimes we feel like we're alone or we feel nervous or scared or anxious or upset or frustrated. We feel all of those things and God, he knows. He feels those things and he knows how we feel when we go through certain times. But everything that we go through happens for a reason. God has planned all of those things to happen for our good. Now, we're going to look in Philippians chapter 1 and talk about what that good means for you and for me. And so let's take a look in Philippians chapter 1 and just those first few verses. Will you read with me? Paul and Timothy, bondservants of Christ Jesus, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi, including the overseers and deacons. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, always offering prayer with joy in my every prayer for you all, in view of your participation in the gospel from the first day until now. You see, this guy named Paul is writing this letter to a church in Philippi which was kind of close to Macedonia. And Paul, he was writing this letter as an encouragement to their faith, and he was remembering everything that he had been through. He was remembering how this church began, an amazing way of God's work in unexpected ways, that Paul, he was on a journey to go and tell people about Jesus. He would go and visit the synagogues, these places where people would gather, and he would tell them about Jesus. And Paul, he was traveling, he was going up north, he was going to go and visit places in Asia Minor. 
And if you look in Acts chapter 16, there's two times where it says the Holy Spirit did not let them go in. The Holy Spirit almost pushed them away in a different direction. They were prevented from going to where they planned to go. So Paul, that night, after all this happened, he went to sleep. He has this vision of a Macedonian man saying, come, come to us and help us. And it says, at once, Paul came to his senses and he took his friends and they went to Macedonia to tell them about Jesus. So you would think after this amazing encounter, this vision that he has from God, that things will be amazing. Everybody will want to come and listen about Jesus. But they get there, and there's no synagogues. They're trying to find a place where people gather, and they end up talking to a group of women. There was this one woman named Lydia, and there's this amazing verse about her. It says that God prepared her heart, that she was ready for this message, that God did a work in her heart, and she believed in the gospel of Jesus Christ, and she was saved. So she follows what Paul said about Jesus, and it was so encouraging. But then just a little bit after that, they have this encounter, and they end up being thrown in prison. They're arrested and taken away, and they're thrown in prison. So you think, God, why would you do this? First you prevent us from going and telling people about Jesus. Now you bring us here to talk to this lady, and that's awesome, but... What about everybody else? And now we're thrown in prison. How could we ever share the gospel while we're in prison? Well, that is exactly where God wanted them to be. They weren't expecting to be there, but God knew, and he had a plan. And so when they're in prison, there's this terrible earthquake, and all of the cell doors open. Meanwhile, Paul and his companions, they're singing songs. They're singing praises to Jesus while they're in chains in prison. And while they're there, The cell doors open from this earthquake. And the jailers there, they're so terrified. They're thinking, everybody's going to get out. We're going to lose our jobs. And even worse, they're probably going to try and take my life. So the jailers are so scared. And Paul tells them, please, please, don't hurt yourself. We're all still here. And I want to tell you something. And he ends up sharing the gospel with this jailer. What an opportunity. And the jailer accepts and goes home and tells his family. So God uses Paul to do these things. And it wasn't Paul's plan, but it was God's. And Paul knows exactly what it's like to have things unexpected happen to you. Things that you don't plan. And things that if you really thought about it, they don't seem good at all. But for God, they are part of his plan. And he is making us more like Jesus. So when Paul is telling the church in Philippi to be encouraged, he's writing about the joy that he has. Every time he thinks of them and he prays for them, it brings him so much joy because he remembers how much God loves them and what an amazing work that he did in Philippi to start that church, that God used things that were unexpected for their good. You see, Paul wanted to continue to build on the love of Jesus that was planted in the hearts of those believers in Philippi. And he wants to encourage you and me as well in our walk and faith in Jesus. I want you to take a look at verse 6. For I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you 
will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. So what is Paul saying here in verse 6 when it says, He who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Jesus Christ. He knows that God is not a God that creates and works and begins his work and then gives up. He doesn't look at a person and see all the flaws and all the mistakes and start to say, you know what, that person, they're not worth it. He knows this from personal experience because Paul has had a dramatic life change where he had made it his life goal to persecute Christians. And now he's been transformed by God and now he wants to do nothing else but tell people about Jesus. You see, he knows that God is a God who loves and who is kind and merciful and gracious and is doing a great work in and through his people. So this good work is not something that we started, but it's what he has started. It's not something that we will continue to do, but he will continue to do. It's not something that we will finish, but it's something that God will perfect because he is the only one that is good. We know that no one is good, no one is righteous, but God. And so God is the only one that can begin a good work in us and perfect it. See, it's not saying, I'm going to make you a better person. I'm going to make you a good person. The good work is, I want to make you like Jesus. I want to transform you into the likeness of my own son. So this good work, this good work of salvation. You see, when Jesus, the good and finished work that he completed on the cross, that he gave his life, his perfect life, and he gave his life and was buried and came back to life. And if you believe what Jesus has done for you through his death, his burial, and resurrection, that you are forgiven and you become a follower of God, that you have now received a new life in him, that this is the good work that Paul is talking about, salvation, that you have been justified, and that means that God now sees you as just as if you've never sinned, that he sees you as blameless, and he's clothed you in the righteousness of Jesus Christ. He sees you as he sees Jesus. And he is continually to build on this good work. He's building on the foundation of Jesus. He's building on the love of Jesus. And that's what this week of VBS is all about. That we are focusing on building on the love of Jesus. Telling these children about the truths of who Jesus is. And helping them understand and build on this faith. That Jesus is their one and only Savior. What an amazing hope that we have. Just if you thought about this in a way that there's two brothers. One brother who was building a house and he focuses only on the interior things. He didn't focus on his foundation. Another brother who makes a simple home, but he spends all of his time on the foundation. He focuses on this foundation and builds a sturdy foundation. A storm rolls in and hits the homes. And the one brother that focused only on the interior beauty of the home this home crumbles because it didn't have a solid foundation. Where this other brother who had a simple home and he spent his time and his life building this solid foundation, his home lasts. The things that we do for God, those are the things that will last for eternity. And God wants to work in and through you, through the good work that he's began in your life. He will bring to perfection is what Paul says. Perfection. You see, we won't see perfection in this life, but he's sanctifying us. That means he's building you up. 
He's helping you grow. He's helping you to become more like Jesus each and every day. That through the circumstances that are unexpected and unplanned, he's making you more like Jesus. So let's continue reading in Philippians. For it is only right for me to feel this way about you all, because I have you in my heart, since both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, you all are partakers of grace with me. We realize that Paul, he's saying that love is not blind. Love is when you fully know someone, you know everything about them, and you still choose to sacrifice and put them before yourself. Because that's exactly what God does for us, that he knew everything about us. We were his enemies, and he still sent his one and only son, Jesus, to come and give up his life in place of mine, in place of yours. That's what love is. So he's saying, no matter where I am, whether I'm in prison, whether I'm out telling people about Jesus, whether I'm out just going about my life, we have this bond in Jesus that's unbreakable. This bond that we have, that we share the same grace. We share the same gospel. We share the same God. We share the same faith. That the same God that fully dwells inside of me, the Holy Spirit who dwells in me, is in you as well. That we have this unbreakable bond. And I long to be with you. I long to see you and participate in sharing the gospel together. I miss the times where we could share our faith and be encouraged. I miss being with you in person because I have you in my heart. It's so awesome that we can know that no matter where we are, even when we're separated, that we can share these things in common with each other. That we can still share our faith with, with each other and be mutually encouraged. That we can be filled with joy knowing that even when we feel like things are closed, God is at work. That God is still using his people and his church always and forever. And I'm so thankful for that. Let's continue reading in verse 8. For God is my witness, how I long for you all with the affection of Christ Jesus. So I want to show you something over here. You know, in our life, we have a relationship with God, and this is us. And we have this really good relationship with God. We trust Him, and there's things that happen in our life that sometimes it seems like they become burdensome in our life, and they start piling up. Whether it's stress, or work, or things in our families, that it just keep, keeps piling up, and oftentimes they're looked at as burdens or struggles to us. And, you know, we, we tell God, like, God, Lord, I, I need your help, but you know what? I also want to kind of depend on myself for a lot of these things. I'll take care of it, and we say, oh, you know what, Lord, help me, but, you know what, I still want to trust in myself with taking care of a lot of these struggles or burdens. And God tells us that all these things, I care about you, and I know of all these struggles, all of these burdens that you have. And as they continue to pile on, I still want you to trust me. I want you to completely trust me. That 
I want you to rely on me for everything that you do. And to be honest, I don't, I don't really need you. I'll take care of this. But I need you to let go. I need you to trust me. I need you to rely on me and depend on me. And I'll take care of you. It may seem like it's a balancing act at times. It may seem like it's going to crumble at any second. It may seem like it's not good. But I want to teach you something. I want you to rely on me and I want to teach you that I will be your strength when you're weak. That I will provide for you when you feel like you have nothing. That I will be your all in all when you're empty, when you're discouraged, when you feel like you're alone, when you feel like you can't keep going on, that you can trust me in all of those circumstances, in all of those situations, that I am God. And everything that happens in your life is happening for your good. For your good in the sense that I'm making you more like Jesus. I don't want you to become a better version of yourself. I want you to become like my son, Jesus. I want to make you just like him so that when you go out into the world, you bless people because you're like him. I don't want people to become like little Jeremy's. I want people to become little Christians, little Christs, people that follow and love me. And I need you to trust me that when you're willing to trust me, that is when I become so much more in your life, that I can work so much more effectively in and through you when you trust and rely on me and not yourself. I want us to finish by reading just the last couple of verses here in Philippians. So if you read with me, Philippians chapter 1, just the last few verses here. These are the verses 9 to 11. And this I pray, that your love may abound still more and more in real knowledge and all discernment, so that you may approve the things that are excellent, in order to be sincere and blameless until the day of Christ, having been filled with the fruit of the righteousness which comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. You see, this is an amazing thing, that we have the scriptures, and even in the scriptures, Paul is saying a prayer. And I would like us to finish today by praying this same prayer, that this would be my prayer for all of us this week as we go into VBS, prayer for the children that participate, for our neighbors, for our communities, that they would understand who Jesus is and that they would grow more and more in depth of love and the knowledge of who Jesus is so that they can grow in the discernment of following God so that they can make a greater impact for His kingdom and for God's glory. So I would just love to close in a word of prayer as we finish today. And I want you to think about this for this week. May this be your prayer for your family, for your friends, and for your community. Will you pray with me? God, we pray in the name of Jesus. We pray that our love would abound still more and more in real knowledge and all discernment, so that we may approve the things that are excellent, so that we may be sincere and blameless until the day of Christ, having been filled with the fruit of righteousness which comes from Jesus Christ 
to the glory and praise of God. Lord, we pray that many children that participate this week in VBS would be changed by your power, that they would learn more about who Jesus is, that for some of these kids, we know it might be the first time that they have a real conversation about Jesus. And so, Lord, we pray that you would continue to use our leaders and our teachers. We pray that you would use our families, those who will be participating with their kids. We pray that you would use our children. Lord, we pray that you would help us to reach our communities, our friends, our neighbors, those who don't know you, and those who do that have become distant to you, Lord. We pray that you would draw them all close to yourself this week. And Lord, we pray that you would help us to experience your grace, that you would speak through us, give us words to say, that we might be a comfort and a light and show your grace to those around us. Lord, we pray for true heart change. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. And please know that the VBS videos will be available online at riverstone.church for you to participate in VBS. You still don't have to register if you want to just go online and watch those videos. We'd love for you to be a part of this week, and please be praying for all of us. God bless you.